All right. Welcome to Pass the Mic, Veterans Day, Friday, November 11th, uh, 2022. It will be episode 48 for us after a week off. Mike Piotti here in Studio B. Joining me across the table, Mr. Michael Gervasi. They killed JFK in 63. So what the heck do you think they do to me? Is that public enemy? Nope. Try one more time. Uh, O'Shea Jackson. Does that ring a bell? Um, the Jackson 5? <laughs> no. That's Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Oh, Ice Cube. The Predator. Did. Nice. Okay, I, I had to play go. with the words a little bit there. Keep this PG. I didn't know if you were going to do something. Oh, yeah, family friendly, family not friendly. just PG. Family friendly. Family I didn't know if you were going to do a you know on the, as a history buff the eleventh day on the eleventh day on the. 11th. No, I did that this one for a reason, which we'll get to in a bit. Okay, we did have to take last week off. Our schedules were just absolutely crazy. Yeah. It was the banquet week for me for. Um, uh, cross country, league swim meet. We had a playoff football game. It's like every day of the week something was uh, filling up in our schedules and just all of a sudden got away from us. So we apologize for that. Yeah, for sure. And then on the day of the what would have been on November 4th, I get an email from our hosting site that that was the one year anniversary. So we have, I think we deserve a day off on the one year absolutely, anniversary. And, absolutely, absolutely. And, we, and uh, just to keep you interested in the show, we have some special surprises oh, coming up man. at the end of this episode. That you may want to listen to, so stick around. That's a little. That's in the biz. We keep that as a hook. Yes, keep yes. people around. Yeah. Um, so, any correction? One speaking of major corrections from way back on episode forty-seven on the twenty-eighth, right before Halloween, I decided to wish everyone Happy Thanksgiving. I was uh, putting the cart in front of the horse. <laughs> I guess Max Bailey jumped right out on me on yeah, that one. I, I, you know, I, I maybe I was just you know Orthodox Thanksgiving or something. Well, I, would, I mean, if nothing else, you know what? You could still offer Happy Thanksgiving right now. I mean, Happy Easter, to everybody. Why? Yeah. Why not? I mean, yeah. I mean, Wojo. Remember Wojo makes Happy. happy New Year, happy new year, old bit. We do so, what we want here. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and again, it hadn't passed. Well, right. it did, did it pass? But I mean, we're close enough. Right, absolutely. And who doesn't? And we already had that thing, right? Like Thanksgiving is a really underrated holiday yeah. for the food. Um, shocker, shocking news. I texted it to you guys on Halloween night. Two different cameras, ring cameras of kids stealing whole buckets of candy that in, must a, in have been, a neighboring suburb. That must have been past the mic oriented somehow, some way. Now, I want to just point out these hooligans <laughs> stole Hood the bums. actual bowl that the thing was in. It was like, it was like, it was like a nice little decorative thing. Yeah. I don't encourage that. I, that, I, that you're, that's no, theft. but explain why we think this was somewhat contrived. Yeah. Cause it was like a Kool-Aid bowl. Mr. Cool. You know, what, what was, what's his name? Uh, what's the, is it just, oh, man, I forgot the big jug, you know, the, he'd bust through the wall. Everybody knows who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And they grabbed it and ran off. And what did they yell? They said, we got a whole, no, here. no, no, but they said, you know, whatever the, for now I'm now. I'm gonna, yes, it was a, uh, like a silly, like a reference to the Kool-Aid man that I don't think young kids would know. Yeah, but it felt to me like it was rehearsed. Yeah, like it was a, I think they, yeah, but the second one wasn't rehearsed. It was just somebody with their bowl. They didn't steal the bowl and it was the same two kids. Yeah. And again, I, I, I said it that day and I had a lot of people that agreed with me, put the bowl out and just let it go. And then it happened. So it happens that I came across a news story that NBC did. It was an editorial, not it, so I want to make sure, you know, yeah. it was an editorial, sure. that the ring camera era, the whole cheap, they've gotten very cheap. Like it's very, when you think of video surveillance in the last 10 years, it's something that's really come down in price. Yeah, And, you know, just about anybody can have anything with some, and they point out that in a way, yes, it's great to, you know, protect your home and your packages, but it's also been a negative thing. And it's, I think these are like these sort of things where we post images of kids. Yeah, right doing things that aren't like off. I mean, right. like, I mean like, yes, if someone like vandalizes your home and damages property or, but like, like every little thing does not need to be shared with the general public. Right. And, and in some cases, you know, there's been stories of like somebody's ring doorbell, like catching someone on their porch and they're just 
honestly making a mistake or, or went to the wrong door. And some, there's been some negative problems. So I'm not shocked by it. Again, I had plenty of people that came. I had a bowl. I had kids in no costume, some other costumes. I gave them all the same, and I didn't. And at the end, I was throwing a ton of candy in because I just want to get rid of it. So, yeah. Um, any other feedback that you got from the episode a couple weeks ago? Yeah, you know what the it was funny because just ironically, this happened, and I wasn't expecting it. A parent whose son goes here sent me Skittles, and on the outside said fentanyl or something like that. Oh, but he was serious. He wasn't being he, – he's not a listener. Oh. So he was like – it was almost like a warning slash dig at me. By the way, there was no – I saw that there was no mass deaths or anything of uh, – Really? I, I mean – I'm sh- stunned. No corrections on the next day of the news. I mean, it just sort of passed on. Yeah. Well, that – and the other thing I got – the education segment, I think, drew some interest. Uh, the, the I think the, our, our observations really drew people in. Like what – well, yeah. And, I, and I, there's a lot of people that aren't even in education that do have concerns about what schooling yeah. will look like. In 10 years, you know, like people with younger kids, you know, if I, if I had a kindergartner right now, I'd definitely be nervous. I don't have a kindergartner. I have a 10th grader. So, you know, it's, but I'm eventually, I guess I'll have grandkids. So it was a great, you know, nice episode yeah, again. Yeah. Hopefully everyone had a nice Halloween. Hopefully you didn't have anything damaged or anything along those lines. So it was a nice, it was actually a pretty mild night, a little rain, but we survived. Yeah. All right. So we are recording this on election day Eve. Yeah. It's Monday. We're actually getting, we're way ahead of the game this week. Um, so I thought, why don't we do like a little election week um, over or ex- election week in education? And so I, the question I posed to you, if you could pick any like one or two famous historical presidents or politics, I guess they don't have to be president, maybe a famous senator, Supreme Court justice or anything along those lines. If you could take a civics or history class from any former president or presidents, who would you pick and why? So let me hear This has to be something that uh, you've thought about maybe. So it would, it, this one's easy for me. Um, if it was somebody in the present, I, I, I would share that, but I think that's we're, we're a little too polarized right now, and I don't want any listener to think we're swaying any, any which way. So I'm going to go with somebody from the past, JFK. I've talked about his American University speech here a couple different times. Not the only one. He gave a phenomenal civil rights speech in June of of um, 63. So there's a lot of him, but I, I think first off, his experiences, I think, would make it interesting enough. He also wrote a, uh, I think he wrote a couple books, but one in particular that that was a historical book. Um, and I, I just think he he was a captivating speaker. I think he would definitely his charisma would keep you interested, and I I think his experiences prior to becoming president would make would make the class that much more interesting. So I'm going with JFK. I think you could get some really good insight too, and he could tell you some good LBJ stories. We've talked about our oh, LBJ man, fascinating. Yeah. Could you imagine those two working together? Oh, I don't think it would. <laughs> I don't think it'd be very comfortable. I mean, to be able to hear like what you know what it was actually like from him, uh, word of mouth, and maybe his brother could be a guest speaker yeah. one day. You know? I, and it was you know Robert, especially later when he started taking the gloves off a little bit and be, becoming more abrasive. He was really good. That was the other one I thought of, but I, I decided to go with John on this one. Okay. Well, I have two. I have one in the past and one modern. Okay. I don't care if the listeners don't like All the right. modern one. Uh, in the past, I picked, and this is, you know, you, you, and I think the two that we're going to list here are sort of like no-brainers. I mean, like nobody's picking like some. I thought about um, almost Andrew Jackson a little bit just because of some of the interesting stuff that yeah. has happened in his, but that would be like weird to explain. So I'm going with Lincoln just because I, we people talk about times being turbulent yeah. now. Right. I would just love to hear like his input. And I think like a lot of people sort of 
you know, when they discuss the Civil War and even more so Reconstruction, they sort of act like it was just these periods in history that, like, people, you know, people lived through this. And this was like an actual yeah. tearing apart and splitting of the country. Right. That there were daily, like, you know, think about, like, the daily briefings that go on. And imagine your briefings are, hey, I got some news. These southern states are <laughs> seceding from the Union. You know, like you and, – and I would just love to hear firsthand, like, what – like, how you react to hearing that. How you react to saying, hey, we're making this decision. Oh, we now have to go to war, and you now have to – your former director at West Point is leaving yeah, to head to the Southern Army. And, you know, Mike, I, I just – I heard this statistic recently. 44% of Americans right now believe there will be a civil war in the next 10 years. Like, what, do they really conceptualize – and I'm not saying they're right or wrong – but man, that is a yeah. I mean, like when you throw that term out just because you right. don't agree with another party, and like this is like, it's not that simple, right? Like, like the fifty U.S. states, the United States works so well because the state system sort of works well, and the Constitution builds that in there. Yeah, and you know you can have a governor on one extreme in this state, another one on this street, but there's still laws of the land, and then you know you can travel from one state to the other without with your driver's license and not have. Yeah, to, what would happen? I, I, how would this work? Would uh, we have a mass exodus? I don't want to really geek out on you here, but that didn't really work out so well in Indian Pakistan. And, 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 and then the the whole idea too is you don't really. It's not like this geographical like split. Yeah, right. I mean, like let's just take the state of Michigan for example. Yeah. I mean, right now we have a Democratic governor. Right. And you know, but the House and Senate has. I mean, like right. The UP is very different than right. Detroit and Oakland County. Like what? How would that work? <laughs> I don't know. Like, are we going county by county? Because, like, in reality, there's red packets of New yes. York and California. Right. Like, what do they just have to move? That are different from the red packets in Alabama. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's... I, yeah. I, I, I think that gets thrown around too easily. And I think when it came down to it, that, that even in Washington, D.C., even, I, I hope, with the current, both leadership of both parties, that they would realize that the union is what's more important. Right. I'd hope. So right. my modern one is President um, Barack Obama. Okay. Um, I... First of all, I think his life's story, I'm talking pre-president, yes. is very unique. Very. Very unique. Something that is different from any of the other presidents, uh, Republican or Democrat. Yeah, where was he born? Uh, <laughs> huh? Uh, I believe his birth certificate's Hawaii. Yeah. Anyway. Indonesia. Yeah. Well, No, he, I, I'm, I'm dead serious. Yes. He was, what, age six through ten he lived there? Yeah. Got a worldly story, certainly. Worldly well, yeah, parents. and then like into the Midwest a little bit, yeah. raised by his grandparents. Uh, you know, just not your normal. Right. Mom and dad's story. Right. I mean, I know Bill Clinton's story, too, with his mom is a little different, but nothing, you know, so uh, more so than even in his political days, I, and I read his biographies, and that's another reason I say this, is his autobiographies, I should say, not biographies. Yeah. Um, just interesting story. And then also his eight years of, uh, was a tough eight years. Yeah. You know, again, a, a lot of times, like, history sort of glances over stuff, and people don't realize how important things are. Obviously, the Civil War is extremely important. The auto bailout, yeah, is a major for this historical story. Right. For, for for those people that live in Michigan and think that it, it was just a typical bailout, like General Motors, if they would have gone under, I don't even know what yeah. the state of Michigan would right. have been like. Right? Like, do you realize that? Like all the supply houses and whatnot, and this bailout that he helped orchestrate, and the the, the and again the previous administration was starting on it because yes. the writing yes. was on the wall. So I'm not trying to say that Obama saved right. everything, like. If anything, like um, he got – this was more of like a Republican idea, you know, in some ways. And But but like we would made – Ford Motor Company may be it right now. Ford yeah. Motor Company and Tesla. Like right. you don't know. And, and I would just love to hear more about that, the inner workings of that situation, what had to be done. That whole 
0809 crisis is a crazy story mm-hmm. too with the the people don't realize how close this economy was to just blowing up yeah. in the shambles. Yeah, and you know, on that note too, I'm I'm not I'm going to jump back to something you said before. Clinton's life story. Ronald Reagan had an interesting one. Yeah, you know, his dad, um, I believe, was an alcoholic. I hope I'm right about that. I think I'm right. And you know, he was a former Democrat. Switch parties. Yep. Um, you know, so those and I think those guys have such interesting stories and back backdrop. I I think a lot of them would be very interesting. Um, less so, you know, the W. Bush story. Um, and this is not to take a shot on him, but he, he certainly was born a little bit different than Clinton, no. and Reagan, yes. Obama, and those guys. So, I, but I think yeah, I, I, I like the ones that are more of like they, you know, they weren't politics weren't their future when they were like, yeah. you know, like yeah. I mean, so even like Jimmy Carter. You know, Gerald Ford even, you know yeah. what I mean? Like there's, you know, because now it's, I, I fear this modern string of presidents, um, we almost feel like, oh man, if you aren't, you know, elite from the East Coast, basically, you're you're out of luck. So yeah. and again, and Obama also just a great speaker. So I would yeah, give him for sure. class or whatever. So we'd love to hear what other people think. Any other great uh, politicians that could have been there? All right. So overrated, underrated, and uh, the last night of TV commercials and everything. Well, I guess they play some tomorrow during the day. So overrated, underrated elections. What do you got? What is your overrated? So listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal this one and go both at once. Okay. Uh, my overrated is because they're they're related to each other. My overrated is people that say they don't like the political ads. I don't. I, I like to think I'm above the fray, but in general, we do um, because they work. And so when people, they don't like the negative ads, they're, they're running them for a reason. And, you know, 60 Minutes did a feature yesterday. Uh, I actually showed it to my classes today on the eve of the election of how angry people are here. And, and part of it, the, the, the central thesis of the, the, the feature was uh, how – social media is, is contributing to this in a major way. And we're constantly bombarded with this and we're getting angrier and angrier. So these negative ads work. And so to me, the overrated is people say they don't like the negative ads. They're working. Uh, so that's my overrated. And so that leads to the underrated. The ads themselves are underrated. Like the, the overrated part is people saying they're overrated. The underrated part is the ads themselves. Cause these are working. They are, I, I mean, I, it, it does get annoying certainly to constantly be, be bombarded with it. But these ads work or they wouldn't put them out there. Art imitates culture. In this case, it's it's the commercials and we we fall for it hook, line, and sink. So uh, yeah, you know, and you know, I always I always wondered like, will there be less now that voting has become earlier and easier? And it's definitely not the case. I mean, I was watching NFL football yeah. over this past week or college football, every ad yeah. during like the during and especially like during your local teams, like during the Michigan and Michigan State game, because they know that's what people yes, are watching. Yes, yes. So we're gonna well, pl- flood it even down now. And it used to be back in the day, you get ads for governor, your maybe your congressman or woman. Okay. Now we have ads all the way down to like state senators yes, and absolutely. state house, state house. Yeah. Which is like crazy. Like back in the day, that would be just word of mouth. Right. And now these people have to have be on TV, which is not cheap, especially during college football games. My overrated is, uh, the ads. I, and again, I don't know what, uh, Percent and again, there must be a percent that's swayed by them. I sort of have my core values of what I, and again, I don't vote necessarily straight ticket every time. We've sort of hinted at what what I, but I, I vote based upon what a politician is running on, mainly in the education field. Sure, always first, always tier one on my, um, my area. You know, if I had to say what what's my number one thing, it's it's education. 
My number two thing, well, I guess I should say number one is character. I, I, let me sure. let me rephrase it. Number one to me is character. I could you could if someone had the most pro education stance in the world, but they were a slime ball. I don't think I would vote for them. I'm totally honest. Now, not everyone feels that way, that, yeah. you know. But that is that is me. I, I you know I, I'm going to go on character first. Uh, secondly, education. Um, as I'm getting older, I'm looking more and and as I and again I I know I've, you told you I'm getting a little softer in my age about like uh, you know eating less meat and that sort of thing. But I honestly do have concerns for how we treat our planet. Um, it doesn't mean I'm like a far leftist driving, you know, like you know, <laughs> with solar panels on my roof. But but I believe we have to look at these things and be cognizant of it. So I want to I don't want a candidate that's going to ignore all those things. So I sort of have my candidates in mind. A commercial popping up in this last week, I don't think it's really going to change my mind because I'm going to do my research and know. But I guess there's a chunk of the population that doesn't. I wish I'd see more campaign ads that were about the candidate themselves instead of who they're running against. I've seen a couple of those. We know what they're called. They're negative ads. Yeah. There's not even a men- – you know, what's amazing in the negative ads that I've seen lately, they don't even mention who the person's running against. Right, right. It's not, so they're not even like say, here's why this person's bad. Vote for so-and-so. It's just a total negative right. ad. That's it. It's crazy. It is. I, 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 and I, so, but you're right. People wouldn't spend money or make or make these if they didn't work. No. It's like everything else. So that is my overrated. I know it's an old bit. I don't think anyone's going to say ads themselves are underrated totally. But I mean, you're right though. Some, but but the ones that are well done, the ones that are well done um, can work and they leave a lasting memory. I mean, yeah. The, what was it? Willie Horton. Willie Horton in yeah. 1988. Yeah, actually, that's my mic. Uh, Oh week. yeah, we got to get back. I was going to that. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know that. There's there's some famous ads. The famous the count, Lyndon Johnson one. The, the, uh, the nuclear, Daisy ad. Yeah, the nuclear, nuclear bomb. Yeah. Yep. Um, you're absolutely right. So I mean, they're they are they're out there. They work. My underrated for election day, and if you haven't taken advantage of this, folks, and this is one thing, and I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, I, I don't know how you don't agree with this. The how the ease of voting has changed over the last ten years in the state of Michigan, and it should be just nationwide, like. The old idea of getting up and having to stand in line, and if you get there and it's raining or cold, and it's seven a.m. and there's a line outside Deal the door, <laughs> like like we have one day to vote. It's only this day. Um, if you can't make it, you can't make it. If you have to work overtime, if you have to work a twelve-hour shift, you know. And now in Michigan, you know, you can request an absentee ballot. You can check a box, so they send it to you every time. It's just one stamp. You don't even have to go. You can you can trace your ballot. I can go. I've already typed my name in and see that I requested it. It was sent to me. It was received at the clerk's office on this date. Um, there's multiple early voting. You know, there's also early voting. If you still like to stand in line, yeah, you can go stand in line. I don't understand why we have modernized everything in this country except that. But we still, for some reason, like want to die on this hill of well, this is how it was back in the past. So we're going to do it this way then, even like the day of the week, like it's like it's yeah. Tuesday and yeah. like just because, you know, just because this is the way it is. So my underrated thing is, again, I, again, I and I've told you this a hundred times. I'm, I'll say it now on the air. The Democrats could probably do themselves a big favor and say, you know what? The Republican Party, you're right. Every voter should have an idea, which most of them you have to anyway. Right. This right. is just an old bit. You have to have an idea. If you don't, it's a provincial ballot. They got to check it later. But say, okay, yeah, let's set up a federal ID for every voter, but let's also let voting go three yeah. weeks prior, yeah. multiple days, election day is a national holiday. Let's get everyone out. Let's get voting percentage to 80%. Yeah. Who's not behind that? Right. I would be behind it. Absolutely. Every U.S. citizen, if we can get to 80%, who would be against that? I'd like to know if you're out there and if you'd be against that. 
80% of the U.S. population, 18 or older, that are U.S. citizens vote. I'm perfectly behind it. Outlaw, if you don't have your ID, you shouldn't vote. All right? if, you're not, if you're not a U.S. citizen, you shouldn't vote. But everyone that's eligible, I have no problem with that. I, I'll take the results. I'll accept the results every time. And I think right. that's what we should strive for in this country. Agree. So, all right, we did skip your mic of the week, and we hinted towards it. So who is your mic of the week? And you know what? It, it goes with a former presidential candidate, 1988, Michael Dukakis. There he is, uh, Massachusetts governor. Massachusetts governor lost to George H.W. Bush. Um, didn't do himself a few favors. Now the Willie Horton ad was was misleading, but he. Uh, do you remember he, yeah. he tried to, locally tried to present this was, him? So yeah, this yes, was local yes, up yes. at the Warren uh, tank plant. Yeah, and uh, presented himself. <laughs> I don't know how to say this. He presented himself in garb that was clearly not who he was. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, himself. you know, and the Democrats normally get um, bashed a little bit about being weak on defense. Yes. Well, back then they did not. <laughs> The last, yeah, you know, the, really. That's uh, the, that's, sort of, the, that's yeah. sort of like the. Uh, but um, he got into a little some military garb and yeah. got in the tank at the Warren uh, tank plant up on in uh, on up on Van Dyke and yeah, stuff and rode around in the tank. It was very, again, there's certain visuals that just don't work. I don't know who his yeah. campaign man. And again, that's not why he lost. I mean, no, uh, but it was a humorous. Yeah, take and he's guys. still alive too. I think and like still active I think in he is. Pop I politics. Think right. Yeah, you know, and, and in all reality, he was a good leader, yeah. a good politician, and you couldn't really say much bad about him. But, you know, he got attached to the liberal governor of Massachusetts and that crime one, yeah. you know, which probably was a parole board. That And H.W. Bush was riding, you know, Reagan was still popular. Iran-Contra in 87 had certainly hindered his uh, legacy a little bit at the time. I don't think it is now, but H.W. Uh, Bush kind of followed that one, and, you know, it was it, it, he was going to win, you yeah. know, but Dukakis... Uh, should not have done that photo op. Though. No, the tent. The, it was yeah. a video op, too. I think there was oh, yeah, a video rolling right, yeah. around. So, all right. Well, th- yeah. There. Sorry, we, but it sort of it worked well. We tied it into the end of the uh, with the uh, election, so it yeah. worked out well that way. All right. Do you have a hot mic take for this week? I do, uh, and I'm going to ask you, and then I'll, I'll give you my answer. And this is again unscripted. So, uh, you know, I, just reflecting on the last year, what's your favorite moment of the of all of our shows? Of here? The show, just period. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have to be um, specific to the in the show, but. Uh, Wait, so my favorite moment of the last year the last relates year. to pass the mic. Relates to pass the mic. Oh, relates to pass the mic. I honestly think my favorite moment, um, can I do two or am I only sure. allowed to do one? Okay. One was uh, Mar- Mr. Morrow. Big shot. I want to give a big shout out to Pat Morrow yeah. for setting up this second studio for us, okay. for being one of our biggest supporters yeah. and like saying, hey, you guys can really do this. And here, do it, come down to yeah. my room. I'll stay after and we get you guys set up. I'll show you how to use it. He goes, oh, he's like, I'd really like to buy a second studio. Where can I put it? And I'm like, well, we got this room up here. He's like, no problem. He puts the second studio up in here. And not only has it been good for us, but as I like to say for most things that we like to do here, it's been good for our kids here at Carlson High School because now his kids have a place to come up yeah. that's quiet. They, uh, their kids are coming up all the time. Mr. Wallavera's yeah. journalism class has been able to use it. So something that started off as a little joke and a hobby for us has turned out to – and Kyle's kids – I'm sorry, Mr. Wallavera's kids said how much they enjoy doing it, how cool it is, and yeah. something that, that – it was an opportunity that we were able to provide to our students. And all again, all thanks to – uh, Pat Morrow and well said, well uh, said, backing yes. us. So that's my first thing. My second thing was definitely the episodes in Europe. In all honesty, when we sort of design, penciled them in and planned them, I'm like, there is no way we're going to be able to pull this off. There is no way we're going to be able to find 30 minutes of airtime. Where am I going to upload this stuff? How am I going to do this? I've never, we, we never had done video at that point. And it actually, they turned out to be pretty cool and pretty well done. I thought all three videos were pretty cool. We were in Versailles, like recording yeah, there. Yeah, that's amazing. We spliced them all together. It was a, you know, it was a great trip, and it was really cool. 
uh, just that we could we were together at those times. And now, and we've joked about you know we went to the Michigan game about doing some. We joked about maybe doing something in an open house. But you know, getting the equipment and doing the stuff, it's pretty hard. And not to mention that we were able to go overseas, do it overseas, and upload it while we were overseas. During that week, like we didn't miss that week. Yeah. We, we missed a week when we're here in the States together. Right. I just couldn't we, find time. We found time in Europe. But we found time in Europe. So yeah. that, that if I did, again, I, I guess if I had to pick one, that's it. I just wanted to start it off with a shout out to Pat Morrow. So, yeah, I, I, I was kind of reflecting on this. I have two as well. Uh, Europe was one of them. I, it just stop and think about it. We did a show at Versailles. Yeah. That's, that's amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and over the coast, over the cliffs of Monaco, yes, at the palace yes. of, in Monaco. As a change, right after the changing of the guard, yeah. right? Uh, so that's, you know, I stop and think about it. It's, it's almost humbling. But the second thing, um, you know, listener probably wouldn't know this. I don't think we've talked about it, but a local business person, unnamed, listened to the show, maybe our second or third episode, and offered to sponsor us financially. Oh, wow. Um, obviously, we didn't take it for yes. a variety of reasons. That, yes. We want to be uh, fair and balanced. Yes, we want to be fair and balanced. We also don't want to ruin any part of this, edu- this educational establishment. Yes. Uh, but you stop and think, our second, again, second or third, I forgot what it was. That's pretty darn cool, man. And so just to have somebody listen and, and like the show that much and say, you know, I, I'd like to sponsor you. And I, I politely declined, but I was, I was very, very flared by the offer. It made me feel good. So, and that was before Europe and yeah. that was before, you know, so yes. I'm going to, in, and in all honesty, the re, we use school equipment. We don't want to profit off using school no, equipment. No, and that was the point of saying no. But. We use school equipment most of the time. Uh, some of the epi- like our episodes in Europe were on my own camera. Yeah. I mean, I guess he could have sponsored those. We could have done that. I guess I didn't realize that. So forever remote or anything. Yeah. But, uh, but we, we, you know, we want to walk a clear line. Do you yeah, hear absolutely. that, Mr. Rice? Do you yes, hear that? He, he needs to hear that. Okay. Do you hear that, Mr. Rice? <laughs> I don't say it twice. Uh, so, you know, but that's why. Um, but. Yeah, I you know, and, and we're not doing this for the money, obviously. No, we've not, worked no. a year now, and we have not received anything. Um, no. You know, if anything, we've lost money because we, I bought the domain the, name, the, the, co- the coffee the, cups, the coffee mug. So we're in the red, actually. So yeah. maybe we can, uh, be like all these big companies, take a deduction. So no, but it's been fun. And in a second, after I do my hot mic, we're going to ha- announce a big announcement oh, for man, next for wait. next week, and that's um, coming up. Yeah. Um, my hot mic, and I just told, I did this lesson yesterday, with, or not yesterday, um, last week with my leadership skills class. I showed him a video. It's a great video on uh, a TED Talk from a, 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 a middle-aged woman, younger woman in Tennessee, and it's called You Can Run for Office. Okay, And it talks about breaking down these thoughts of that the common person can't run for, uh, you know, this is above me. Mm-hmm. You know, this is above me. And I tried to tell my leadership skills class that uh, – my gener- generation X, you know, we as far as we're sort of like this generation of, you know, we're, we're looked at as sort of like tough and we like we don't nothing gets to us. We have thick skin. Right. Like we don't we didn't whine about stuff. We dealt with split households and, you know, uh, TVs watching us and all this stuff. You know, technology's changing. Technology. We didn't need participation trophies. You know, yeah. we got cut from a team. We got, you know, basically our parents were like, you know, shut up and deal with it. Right. 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 And. But what also our generation messed up in is that we didn't jump into leadership roles in politics. We somehow let the baby boomers still to this day be, yeah. be in control. I mean, when you look at it to this day, to this day, I mean, literally Washington D.C. Like we've said this before, we would be babies in the U.S. Yeah. Senate, and really now the younger guns that are tapping are, are from the generation yeah. behind us. So we basically said we can't do this, and, not, and, and look, look where it got us. Yeah. Okay. In a way, we can say, "Hey, not our problem, not our fault. <laughs> we didn't do it. We didn't do it." Uh, but 
I told my leadership skills class that don't feel that running for office is is above you that you can't do it. And that doesn't mean and that means starting with offices when you're 18, 19, you know, like the Darren Camilleri's of the world and some of these other people are the exceptions that got into the state house in their 20s. You know what I mean? Barack Obama was sort of like I guess our one exception, right? For our uh generation, right? Like that he but he sort of fell in like if you read his book, like you know he lost his first house seat in Illinois and then scratched and clawed and then a, a little path opened up and he got in the U.S. Senate, gave a speech and sort of boom. But then, you know, we went right back to, you know, the older generation. So I just, I just want to tell younger people, not only get out there and vote. I mean, that goes without saying, but don't be afraid. I, what's the worst that can happen? You lose. You lose. You lose. But if you don't try, I mean, there's, you know, and again, I just wish that something more of our generation could have done because I think, our generation could have had some great leaders, some more, I don't want to say moderate, but just some more clear level thinking people yeah. that wouldn't be immediately like, this person's my enemy, they got to lose. Yeah. No, we could try to work and solve these situations. You know, like, you know, I look at like a guy like in um, uh, Ohio running for the Senate right now, Tim Ryan, Tim you know, Ryan. like he's our age, you know, and he sort of doesn't have this mentality of, you know, he came out, I think it already said, I hope oh, Biden doesn't run again. You know, he's not afraid to say, you know, right. we, we got, and again, he may lose tomorrow. That. He may, but you know what? At least he ran. Yeah, you know, in a state that he probably would have got pummeled in, knowing. But at least he put his name out there and yeah, ran. So, right. um, and again, that goes for younger people. That again, don't be afraid. Uh, someone has to lose. You yeah, know, it is what it is. Yeah. So, okay, all right, well said. Uh, can we skip our Lions talk, or do you want to give? No, them a, well, no, I want to. Let's, well, no, let's give them a shot. They beat Aaron Rodgers. They did. They that, beat Aaron Rodgers. That was good to see him. I know you were an Aaron Rodgers fan in the past. Yeah, but it was good to see him so frustrated. No, his his blaming of the receivers is just it's it's. I mean, he doesn't look good. No, he doesn't. He does not. It was and that was fun to watch. I'm not even the biggest lion slappy, but I was actually enjoying that yesterday. Yeah. I actually was worried about them coming back. But we're going to skip our normal sports yeah. talk wrap because here is what we are going to say. So here's our plan for pass the mic for next week, which is the week of the 14th, 15th, that sort of thing. Okay. Normally, um, the episode is going to be presented on Friday the 18th. Yes. Like it is. We are going to record it live. November 16th. Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, November 16th. What time do you want to say? 6 o'clock. 6 p.m., Wednesday, November 16th. We are going to put a Zoom link on our Facebook page. All right? And we are going to have open invite to any of our listeners that want to join in. Now, it's not going to be everyone at once. We're going to have some order, law and order to this. All right? But that link will be there. You're going to get to click in, and uh, that is, we're just going to, and when you pop in, we'll get a little input from you. We're going to reserve what our overrated, underrated is for that week until the episode starts. Mike and I obviously yeah. will know. So we'll talk to you. You'll get in. So hopefully some of these names from the past year. Mr. Bailey, Bailey, his brother, the Pates, the Pates, Antoine, Antoine. I got a couple buddies. Schoolhouse, wanna, schoolhouse in Indiana. Uh, so yeah, I got a couple buddies that always say they want to. They want to start their own. They want to be on our show. Yeah. Here's your chance. The Rendog, the Rendog, Rendog better, better be there. Clear yes. your calendar for November 16th in the afternoon. Who are we missing here? Who are we missing? Um, I don't know. Burr guys. My sister Katie has mentioned yeah. it. She Ken Sakura. Ken Sakura. Yep. Uh, you know. Uh, Tracy Richardson just reached out to us. I oh, yeah. um, You know, and many of our past guests, Mr. Hottie, I'm sorry, Mr. Hottie, hopefully Mr. pops Hottie. on there. Kyle. Kyle, yeah. Kristen says she, she's... So, well, here's the point. The Zoom link's going to be there. We're going to have a little law and order. It's going to be a waiting room. Yeah. Because we don't want, like, eight people in there, and all of a sudden, there's the Brady Bunch, and everyone's yelling at each other, and, you know... Uh, <laughs> 
the Ren dog getting mad at somebody for bad mouth in his movie review or something. Because we are family friendly. Yeah. Um, no cussing. Yeah. And we will bring you in. We'll, you'll be able to welcome and introduce yourself, and we'll have you be part of what our overrated, underrated is that week. Yeah. That sound like a good plan? I think it's a great plan. I'm yeah. excited. So we're looking forward to So mark your calendars. Pass the mic listeners. Coach Ann down in uh, Tennessee. Uh, Wednesday, the 16th of November, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll probably start bringing in the first guest probably around like 6, you know. I wonder if Hammer. Hammer in Europe. I don't know what Europe. time it is over there at that point. Six hour. Is it six will hours later? Up, yeah. Will she stay up till midnight? Till midnight to be. Uh, I don't know. Well, she, yeah, she'll be the first one if she's on there. Absolutely. So. We'll, yeah, so, we'll get, get her on so she can go to bed. But yeah, um, maybe we can get Mr. Ron Jacobs. I don't know. He listens sometimes. Mike yeah. Quinn. You know, there's some uh, some names oh, from the past. This is this is exciting. This is. It could go terribly wrong. Yeah, we'll see though. But you know, it's it's it is what it is. You know, no cussing, no mentioning of uh, uh, non-family friendly things. Yeah. No endorsements that. Well, I guess you the can. Election's you can endorse. Way. I don't care about politics. I'm talking about companies. Or I guess you can endorse something. Just we can't get paid for them. Yeah, so. right. Right. Um, so that's the plan. So again, mark your calendar. It'll be um, is Wednesday, November 16th, and then it will air on the 18th. Because yes. I'm sure I might have to yes. do some editing with that as well. It'll be Zoom, so you have to have some sort of uh, yeah, Zoom device. Zoom. Yes, um, yes. This is not a call in. Um, so, but well, we'd love to have you. Please put like a name up there so we know who you are. So we let you yeah. in the room, not just like so and so's iPhone or you know, you know, and don't impersonate anybody either. No, we'll, nobody likes that. We'll kick you right out. Just yes. like you do on ninety-seven <laughs> on the ticket. <laughs> we can kick you out immediately. Yes. Um, so that's the big plan. We we're looking forward to. It. We want to thank everyone that's been with us uh, throughout the entire year. All of our fans. We are. We know we have, people were disappointed last week when we said yeah. no episode, and I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. So we will. Um, we look forward to doing that. Have a great week, and we will see you on Zoom. Can't wait. Wednesday the 16th.